Yay! The kids are finally asleep. So do you feel like... I've got a feeling a boss fight's coming up. Ooh, I just got wrecked. Headshot, baby. Ooh, it's your turn to get the baby. So are you up to the challenge? Run, 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 run. And we're dead. That's when I realized I have no idea what I'm doing. GG. Welcome back to another episode of the Gamer Parents Podcast. We're gamers, we're parents, and my name is Joanne. I'm joined by my husband of six years, Kevin. As of last week, we celebrated our six years of doing life together. Happy anniversary, babykins. Happy anniversary. It's been so special being able to game with you and raise kids with you, everything. It has. It always is special when we get a chance to, but life can sometimes just be so busy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like this last week has been a really busy week, which we will get into. Yep. But yes, like you mentioned, we uh, had a anniversary milestone this last week. Uh, so, of course, we um, got to spend some time together on anniversary night. Ship the kids off to their grandparents. Yeah, so we were kidless for about 12 hours. Mm-hmm. Nice, so definitely a good chunk of time. And uh, we went out to dinner. Yes, or sushi, my favorite. Yes, a um, place that we don't get to go out too often, but mm-hmm. we've definitely been there a few times as far as like mostly anniversaries. Yeah. Like, kind of one of our couple of spots for anniversary mm-hmm. uh, dinners. And... I remember we were looking at maybe going to see a movie after dinner, but didn't see anything we liked. Yeah. At least that was playing near us. Yep. So we decided to just kick it at home. Yep. And we chose to watch Jungle Cruise. We did, which was one that we hadn't seen before and missed. And I kind of always wanted to watch it. Yeah, me too. Just because Jungle Cruise is, for people that don't know, at Disneyland, there's a ride called Jungle Cruise. And which we've been on together twice. Yes. Well, we've been to Disneyland twice, and both times we went on that ride. It's pretty much a, like I always do that one um, whenever we go, for the most part. It's my favorite ride. You think? Well, it's not very, it's not very active mm-hmm. ride. It's pretty mellow. It's kind of fun. Like you get on this little boat, and they take you around. It's, it's not really that little, I guess. It's kind of a bigger boat, and they <laughs> they take you around this. Amazon man-made Amazon looking river and the captain what do you call them I know the captain of the boat the skippers I guess the (laughs) skipper uh, using the term they use in the movie though you always tell like a lot of jokes like throughout the whole thing and and, uh, I do really like that part because it's kind of one of the few aspects of Disneyland and (laughs) rides that are like actually kind of funny yeah. They put some humor. A lot of like dad jokes, a lot of yes, puns. Yes, a lot of puns and dad jokes. And they did a, did a lot of those like puns like in the movie, which um, it features uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, right? Mm-hmm. And he he's a captain of a boat or skipper, yeah. we should say. And he does a lot of those same like puns like throughout, not some throughout the movie, but like I feel like a lot of it was like at the beginning, yeah. which was... Like, immediately it was like, oh, yeah, like, this is good. I'm going to like this. This It's my kind of humor. (laughs) Exactly. um, The whole idea of the Jungle Cruise is something that, like, I have a connection to. So Mm -hmm. it was was a pretty good movie. 
And so I, I, I guess I didn't really like the villain very much. Like the, uh, the German guy with the submarine. Oh, yeah. I like him as an actor, but I just feel like that part didn't really... I don't know. Yeah, true. I feel like there could have been better villains, better like styles. I don't know. So, But otherwise, pretty good movie. Yep. Um, I'm glad we watched it. Me too. Would recommend if you like Jungle Cruise or uh, have any connection to that as a ride. It was pretty cool. A lot of tie-ins. Yep, and that was our anniversary. What else happened last week? So also last week, I had the opportunity to go on to another podcast um, and join them for an episode. And that would be the Good Morning Guys podcast. Good morning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is odd because normally we do everything like at night. So everything's like for me, between me and you is good evening. Yeah. So Lucas and Patrick invited me to uh, record with them for an episode. So that was great to be able to be on there and talking with them. Um, we've had Patrick on our show before, although this was probably earlier this year, February, actually, if I remember right, he, he, uh, covered for you one time when you were gone, when you were out of the country, he, he joined me for an episode and, uh, helped us out. So it was cool to be able to talk with those guys. We talked about our history of video games and we talked about just a whole bunch of stuff. So random stuff. Yeah, if you um, want to hear that conversation of the three of us talking through games and life and all kinds of stuff, uh, you can check out the Good Morning Guys podcast. They're pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts, yeah. and they're very entertaining bunch. Yes, I was going to say, they're pretty amazing and yeah. entertaining to listen to. They're they're funny. They're hilarious. They always are. They're, they are always on their A-game, and uh, they produce a quality show. So uh, mm-hmm. if you like gaming podcasts, go check them out. In fact, they actually inspired us to do our podcast. Yeah, they were one that uh, one we listened to ones. before we even got started mm-hmm. and kind of said, hey, we want to do something similar. Yeah. And so we did. Here we are. What else did we do this week? I know since December started, I have been super busy with the kids because I had this like desire to have this tradition of going through 24 days of Advent adventure with them. Mm-hmm. Advent and Adventure. So we've been doing like little, little stuff each and every day since December 1st. And that way that could be a yearly tradition now that they're old enough. Among the stuff that we've done together are like baking gingerbread cookies. You saw an army of them. Mm-hmm. That's like, oh my gumdrop buttons moment. <laughs> <laughs> and then we've also making a lot of crafts like some ornaments, angels, jingle bells. Oh, and they also did some caroling in front of their grandparents for the first time. And it was really funny. We actually have a video of that that yes. we put up on Twitter and Instagram. It will go on Instagram soon, yes. Okay, it's pretty cute. It's also pretty funny. Yeah, it's like they don't really remember the lyrics. It was... I think it's like something we were probably like all guilty of. Like mm-hmm. when you don't know the words to a song and then you just start kind of like, ah, nah, 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 nah. Yeah. like I don't know. Um, you hum the tune. You know, yeah, because <laughs> you don't know the words and you kind of know how it goes. And he totally did that with Jingle Bells, mm-hmm. which is kind of funny because most people know the words of Jingle Bells, but they're still just learning it for the first time. So yeah, it's cute. It is. It is. But yeah, so it has been 10 days of adventure with them. Mm-hmm. Which the next- I am proud of you of doing because it's not a thing every mom would do and i think it's just one reason you're a great mom 
But yeah, wish me luck for the next fourteen days. There's fourteen <laughs> more to go. Exactly. And what about you? Do you do anything Christmassy with the kids? Well, speaking of Christmas and the Christmas season, we also happened to run into Mr. Santa Claus. Oh, good old Saint Nick! Last week, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, in in an odd place, considering where you would normally meet Santa Claus. Not at a mall. No, not yeah, not at a mall. We actually met him at the bank. I think he was on his way to you know make a deposit or withdrawal or something. Yeah. And um, yeah, so a local bank had like a uh, Santa meeting thing. So you, we brought our kids there. So me and and um, my parents, the kids' grandparents, took them to go meet Santa. They got to sit on his lap, tell him what they want for Christmas. Oh, by the way, Faith wants a mermaid, just so you know. So we'll need to figure that out before Christmas. And uh, Dylan wants a fish, which we are also working on figuring out. Because I think it's okay for him to have a fish. Not a huge commitment in terms of time or money. So that will hopefully be talked about more in the next couple of weeks. We'll see. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, they got candy canes from Santa and some like chocolates and stuff and a cookie and then we were gone. But it was really cool because it was like no one in there besides us. So like we had Santa all to ourselves, which is weird. Out of all the, you know, 8 billion people in the world, we got to hang out with Santa that night. So it was pretty cool. <laughs> they should have asked for like a check <laughs> since a check. he was already at a bank. <laughs> yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, we got our Santa visit in. We try to let the kids meet Santa somewhere every year. And it's not usually too hard to find someplace that has, has a Santa visit. Mm-hmm. So this was so, nice. That yeah, you this was, to... and he was a great Santa. He was high, he was a quality, well, I mean, he was the Santa, quality Santa. Mm. There was only one good Santa. So, but yeah, that was our, our Santa visit. What else did we do this week? I know I did some WoW cooking, World of Warcraft cookbook cooking. Mm-hmm. And amongst them was the ribs that you really like. Yes, those the were very good. I mean, I love ribs and baby uh, back ribs, yo. Yes, they were they were good. I mean, they had tons of meat on them, and the barbecue, the sauce that you used with them was really good too. Mm-hmm. But anything like special? Because it definitely tasted different. It wasn't like your normal kind of rib. So I'm wondering, like, what ingredient really makes it stand out? I feel like the red curry paste, and it has ketchup in it too. Oh. Yeah. I don't think I would have guessed that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Worcestershire I, I do not know how to pronounce that sauce. I have a sauce. hard time with yeah. that one. I'd... But it's just like a whole bunch of sauces except barbecue sauce. Yeah, I was like, is it didn't really taste like barbecue sauce. Yeah. It tasted different, which is still good. It was still okay. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. Pretty good. But it was really like a labor of love because it was like three to four hours of baking it and stuff. Wow. And plus you made mashed potatoes to go with it, which oh, yeah. wasn't in the WoW cookbook, right? Yeah, that's just your mother's recipe. Yes, <laughs> and that was, uh, those paired well together mm-hmm. quite nicely. So yes. that, was a, that was a highlight meal um, yep. of this last week. Be sure to check it on Instagram. It should Oop. be out this yep. week. Yep, check Instagram for pictures of that. Also, you made eggnog, right? Oh, yes, I did. Yep. Which was not your... Kid-friendly eggnog. Yeah, it's spike. Um, spiked eggnog. Great father winter's favorite ale, apparently, from mm-hmm. World of Warcraft as well. It has brandy, it has rum, and I was so worried I was gonna mess up, but by just, you know, watching YouTube videos and really working hard, just to see that smile on Kevin's face once he drank a sip, it was all worth it. And I wasn't the only one that liked the eggnog. I think it was a hit. I much. know. 
wow. across everybody. It was better better than any other egg eggnog that I've ever had. Yeah, it's true. Because I'm not a fan of eggnog, to be honest. Like yeah, and I, and in the what did you say it had in it? What whiskey? Brandy and brandy. rum. Brandy and rum. I think with the brandy and rum in it, also just kind of like made it taste a little bit better or different, obviously, but. Um, it kind of, kind of takes away from like eggnog being just like super super sweet, almost overly sweet, mm-hmm. and it kind of put it in a nice place for me. It was so funny. I had to tell Kevin like we have to drink this up within three days, like a few days, and Kevin was or else like, it'll go bad, basically. Yeah, Elsie is gonna go bad, and Kevin was like, "That's not a problem at all." <laughs> yeah, I'm not concerned about that. Yep. So that was a hit. You can also probably see pictures of it on Instagram. Yep. Okay. Cool. So now also this last week, as I think I mentioned on the previous podcast episode, I also announced it on Twitter and Discord, but this last Tuesday we did a Twitch stream Mm -hmm. where I finally went through a box of graded Pokemon cards that I have had for a little while Mm -hmm. and just kind of held on to because I wanted to open them up on stream um, with anyone that wanted to join me. And a few people did, and we went through probably 32 cards, something like that, that have all been graded based on their quality, and the results were okay, um, very mixed, um, no 10s, which would have been the highest grading you could get. I was kind of hoping for at least one 10, just to like have a 10 in my collection. I mean, I already married a 10, but it'd be Aww. cool to have a Pokemon card that was a 10 too. <laughs> um, so I guess you can't get lucky with who you marry and Pokemon cards, right? Yeah. Uh, that that'd be too unfair Stop for everybody it. else. I'm blushing here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did get a lot of nines though in the cards that I opened up. Um, yeah, maybe not, not a lot. Maybe like four or four, five. Four or five. I'm really? sure. Uh-huh. Something like that. I'll have to go through and like actually tally them up. I feel like most of them were like sevens and eights, and then you know a few nines. Um, I think the lowest was like a four. I think I had like two fours. I'm pretty sure you have a three. Did I have a three? Yeah, just one. Yeah, there were some though. Like I looked at it and I was like, I don't don't know how it's a three or a four. Uh, it didn't look that bad to me, but I probably need to look closer and I don't know, really inspect them better and try to make sense out of the, the some of the grades that they got, so I can understand that whole process a little bit better. But anyways, I at least I got to kind of go through the results of my mm-hmm. first submission for card grading and can decide if I want to do any more of that in the future or not. Um, One other thing that I did was I listed a bunch of my cards online for sale. Oh, on what website is that? Uh, It's called TCG Player, which is basically kind of like an eBay kind of thing, but for trading cards. And just trying to turn some, some of my more common cards into some cash, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not like in a huge rush to get rid of everything, but I decided to just list everything and see how all that progresses as time goes on. Another thing we did today, uh, Dylan and I were playing some Hangman. Yeah, I taught him that game this week. <laughs> yeah, so this was my first time like getting a chance to play Hangman with him. Mm-hmm. And I think most people, especially... They're our age know what hangman is the game yep. right where you pick somebody picks a word and then the other person has so many guesses to mm-hmm. like you know they guess one letter at a time and they try and figure out what the word is and he he loves to pick the words right so mm-hmm. he would pick a word that he knows how to spell usually they're not like too long or difficult and 
<laughs> we have to guess the letters. And I forget exactly like what point we were in the game, but the word he chose was apple, huh? right? And I think I maybe had like one or two letters revealed. And I think I said like L, right? And then he's like thinking to himself, like, does Apple have an L? Uh, where is the L? Which spot is it? Because like he'll tell me like, oh, it's the fourth letter or something, you know? And then so he's like thinking about it in his head. But while he's thinking about it, he's going like. Yeah, like he's like mouthing and like you could almost hear his whisper, like spelling yeah, the like super, word like, out. It was pretty quiet in the room because yeah. we weren't, no one was talking. We were waiting for him. And so, like, you could just barely hear him, like, say apple. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, well, now I know what the word is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he goes, A, B. Oh, yes, it's the fourth letter. L. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so he's funny. not realizing he's giving away information um, by doing it that way. But it was just kind of funny and cute. And it kids is. do the darndest things. So that was funny from earlier today. Okay, we're almost done. Like we said, we've had a jam-packed week. Also this week... I have, well, I guess it's not even just this week. It's like every weekend I have been doing some work in the backyard. And lately, especially, it's been trimming the tree that we have. We have this huge, tree. I don't know what kind is of tree it, it is. Is it an it's oak a, tree? I have no idea. It it's has a, acorns on it. <laughs> kind of. Not like normal acorns, um, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but anyways, it's a pretty big tree. It's like taller than our house, definitely. Right? Yeah. It Easily. is. Yeah. And it can, uh, the branches can extend pretty far out to where it's like kind of touching our house or going like, our to our neighbors, towards our neighbor's house. Or like, you know, if their branches get too long, they kind of dip down to the ground and get in people's way and stuff. Yeah. So I was cutting a lot of the branches off the tree over probably like the last month, really. And this <laughs> weekend was kind of like the last go at it. So I'm finally done with it. And it's honestly just like, taking a saw and cutting branches off and that is some tough work y'all yeah the kids <laughs> and i help just piling it together yeah it was like they'd move sticks and piles and stuff yeah. for me basically yeah. um but yeah it's a lot of work just uh sawing through those branches and then to get it ready for trash disposal yeah like it can't it. it has to be in like smaller pieces so i'm like literally not just sawing the branches off but then like every three feet i'm like sawing through it again and mm -hmm. so it's just a lot of a lot of extra work, but I'm glad to have that behind me. Mm -hmm. I'm finally done with what I wanted to do for now. For now. Until yeah. those things grow back or other branches grow longer than they need to be <laughs> trimmed. So yeah, that was uh, I think it's my first time really doing that uh in this house. Good job, baby. Good job. Thank you. It was <laughs> tough. A lot of work. Uh last thing that we did this week was we watched the game awards. Yes, the moment Which you've been waiting for, the Game Awards. Came out last Thursday, mm -hmm. but before <laughs> we get into that, let's talk about what we've been gaming this week. I feel like it's been a lot more life than gaming, but let's talk about what we've been playing. Well, I've been focusing on my mobile game since life itself has been busy enough. What's, was, what's that called again? It's like Puzzles and Survivals Resident Evil okay. edition. So just doing my dailies and events with my guild, but is it still Resident Evil? Like, yep. Or is that wasn't like just a temporary thing? Nope, it's still Resident Evil. Okay. So you're just like against zombies and other alliances. But yeah, I've been too tired. I tried playing Baller's Gate for a bit, but when I died, I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna quit. <laughs> it's different when you play it single player versus multiplayer. Because when you're playing single player, I feel like you have to think 
more like strategize more because you have different parties and you're controlling each and every person in your party whether it's a rogue or a wizard mm -hmm. and i'm still like trying to figure out you know how to fight without getting everybody killed in my team whereas when we play together it's just like i just worry about myself as a wizard and we know there's a healer so yeah it's uh, very it's, different yeah i could kind of see that i think it, there's some like piece of in mind just knowing that like you're only responsible for this one character mm -hmm. and your all of your you know thought processes all around just keeping that character alive and doing damage and you're only looking out for that one one person versus like four. trying to think <laughs> about what you want to do for all four yeah and like you might like I don't know could you accidentally like put your warrior on the back line and then move your mage in and be like oh shoot it should have been done, done yes, the opposite yes um, i've done that <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know like yeah i could kind of see that and usually like i know exactly what i want to do when it comes to my turn yeah because i've been thinking about it because yeah. like i'm only thinking about one character not four yeah at a time so yeah. i could i haven't even played Baldur's gate alone mm -hmm. so i don't really know what that would even be like yet but i kind of see what you mean but the story part is fun. It's just that last I was playing it, I was in a dungeon and I just messed it up. So Yeah, but even like the story stuff was kind of cool with the three of us that played together because yeah. we could like, I'll go this way, you go that way, well, I'll go that way, well, and then like we would like, oh, I found something cool. Guys, come yes, over here. that really helped. Right, so like it kind of, I feel like it kind of sped up some of the like exploration. It's yes. like going around town, like finding the key stuff we needed to. Just made it a little bit faster and mm -hmm. like finding the waypoints yeah waypoints just yeah. finding those made it a lot easier when we could kind of all three of us split up a little bit yep i agree i agree but yeah those were the two games that i was playing last week apart from the game of life itself yeah. <laughs> what about you so i did a little bit more than that um my gaming still was a little bit sporadic it's gonna seem like i did a lot but i honestly don't feel like i did very much <laughs> <laughs> not as much as most Joking. weeks yeah, yeah. um but i did get in the chance to play for spoken one more time oh yeah i really like that and uh, i like it um the story is okay so far um i do like the combat quite a bit and like particularly the movement in combat um is very fluid and active and it's very not boring the enemies are all interesting probably the only complaint that i have is like player and npc interaction seems very like awkward i don't know like the you can like, these are definitely npcs right like i feel like some npcs are made better and they can it almost feels like your character is actually talking to them but yeah. like this way like they're not even looking at each other yeah, when they're yeah. talking and I'm just like, I feel like so many games nowadays like do it better, like where like they at least like try to make eye contact, you know? Couldn't see yeah. eye to eye with them. Yeah, they did or not. They... My character saw eye to eye with no one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or they cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the puns from uh, Jungle Cruise. If yeah. anybody didn't catch that, and uh, yeah, so that's. But otherwise, like I like Forspoken. I picked it up for. Um, you know, I was on sale for Black Friday, so I didn't play pay full price for it, and I think it's good. I mean, it's worth it at that price point. So um, I'm still playing it. I'm not that far into it, so still more to come on that one. I did also get to play a little bit of Elden Ring this week as well. I think I mentioned it last week. I am only playing it on the Seamless Co-op mod. 
I'm playing it with a buddy, and I haven't really played it a whole lot by myself, so I feel like I'm not getting the normal experience necessarily, but I'm having fun nonetheless. I am pretty sure that when you play with two people, it does give the bosses like way more health, so it's not making it like drastically easier just by there being two of us, which is probably a good thing because still makes it pretty challenging, and it's still very challenging. We're still taking many, many attempts on every boss. Have not gotten to Millennia yet, who's known for being the hardest boss in mm -hmm. the game. Maybe even the hardest boss ever created. <laughs> I've had some people say that. Learning a lot more about the lore of Elden Ring, which is pretty interesting, and just a beautiful game. Like, yeah. there's a few moments that I've had, like, while playing it so far, that I'm just like the boss fights, and I'm just like, wow, like, this is like, I could just like set my controller down and just like watch this play out yeah. and like be. Be happy, just I like just let the them visually, <laughs> visually seeing it is like, oh, like it's stunning, kind of in a game. It's, um, yeah, it's uh, very well made. I can see why they won Game of the Year last year, and I'm glad that I'm finally playing it, even though I'm very late to the Elden Ring party. Yeah, but very much enjoying it, and I definitely want to see it through. Better late than never, they say. Yep. So, aside from Elden Ring, I am also I've been playing a little bit of Slay the Spire. I've probably five or so hours worth maybe five to ten of play the spire and last night i did actually beat it for the first time kind of i don't think i like beat it beat it but there's like three acts and once you get through all three acts like you roll credits and that's actually what unlocks the fourth playable character i think there may be some others later like or with dlc or something but I did get like the four main characters unlocked and I played them all. I just obviously still like more like relics and cards that I can unlock for each of the characters. And I don't have uh, everything unlocked yet. I did get a lot of the stuff done for the silent who is like the kind of roguish type character. And that's probably my favorite so far. It seemed the easiest to use. It made the most sense and seemed to be the you know, one of the better ones, at least as far as how I was using it. And, um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I'm done yet with that game necessarily. I do like that I beat it. I'll probably move on to other stuff now. I did really like the game. Probably won't uninstall it just yet. Um, I may jump into it one or two more times. Probably just to check out like the last character that I unlocked and kind of see if I can unlock anything else. But that's probably about it for that game. Also, of course, I've been playing Marvel Snap. A little bit of Marvel Snap, and... It's not Kevin without Marvel Snap. Yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, we did just have a new season start, and I, again, bought the Battle Pass for this one. I did not hit level 100 last season, which was the first time in probably three or four seasons, um, which was okay. I tried not to let it get to me that I uh, <laughs> didn't. I think I peaked at, like, 95, 96. I was close, but I couldn't quite get there. And then as the hours kind of count down, I didn't stress myself out about it too much. I just, it's only a skin you get really, like a card a card back, I should say. So it's not really and anything too rights. valuable. Yeah, it's mostly, it's the bragging rights, let's be honest. <laughs> um, that's what we look forward to the most. I, I hardly ever use any of the card backs that we get from that. Um, but yeah, some some cool new cards that came out recently, Annihilus, and uh, I forget the one that just came out, but I'm having fun with, with some of the new cards too. And last game that I played, 
and very lightly played. So with the Pokemon hype that I've been on recently and a long-lasting love of Pokemon that spans over the last 20-plus years, but I decided to try out the Pokemon trading card game. And did it like disappoint you as much as Yu-Gi-Oh did? <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not as much, um, but pretty similar experiences with both. Um, as far as like how the game is played and all that, it kind of is pretty much how I remember it being. And you know, I went through the tutorial, and then like the tutorial makes you use like fire a fire deck like the whole time, and then when you are done with the tutorial it basically automatically equips you with that fire deck but you can change it to any other mm -hmm. element and so i was like okay i'll counter everybody else that just went through the tutorial and who probably are using that fire deck right yeah, and yeah. i'll pick the water deck and like i'll you know be super effective against them that's smart i thought i was being smart oh you're not right? <laughs> um and so i did like oh let me jump into a ranked game like i have my first game ever oh, it, it should pair me up with some total noob uh -huh. just like me who's like accounts like five minutes old mm -hmm. and of course i get paired up with someone who has all these crazy cosmetics and like obviously has spent some money on the game and I could almost guarantee it's not their first match ever, like it was mine, <laughs> and I just got completely stomped. And then I go into another game, like, all right, maybe it's just a fluke, maybe <laughs> there's, they didn't have anybody to pair me up with, or something went wrong, I don't know. So I tried it again, and basically the exact same thing happened. Like, there's no way I would have been able to beat either of the people that I went up against. And so, yeah, I, that's all I did, those two matches, and I was like, nah, I'm done. Like, I'm not gonna, like... <laughs> get stomped like 50 times before I have even a chance of like winning, which is pretty similar. It wasn't as bad as with Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, like Yu-Gi-Oh wasn't as bad as, as this, basically. I did was able to win some, but like the vast majority of the duels that I were in, other people just, you know, would obliterate me in one turn, basically. So I, I'm done with Pokemon TCG. I think so. I, I do have some of the QR codes I could redeem like for packs and I might do that just for fun. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I'm not really excited to jump back into that one. But that's it for gaming. So like we mentioned before, Game Awards happened. We yep. do want to talk about Game Awards. There was a pretty big event in the world mm -hmm. of gaming last week where as usual they have a lot of world premieres yep. for games that will be coming out Essentially, in the next year to two years, you know, a lot of big titles um, from a variety of genres. And let's start with some of our favorite commercials that we saw. Sure. Or at least the ones that were notable, that we have something to say about. Right? Yeah, yeah. And we'll just go chronologically, just going down the list of the notes that we made. Um, one of the first ones was Assassin's Creed Nexus. VR, yep. Which is a VR game. So it's Assassin's Creed. So obviously by Ubisoft. And what were what was your thoughts on that one? Because remember you said something that I was like, okay, yeah, I could kind of see that. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, they're playing it in first person, and then just got me feeling real sick, like motion sickness. And I'm like, okay, I can't play this game. I like Assassin's Creed, but definitely not VR. Have you played anything VR? I've tried, you know, those like VR simulators at the mall. Yeah. Yeah, that I've tried. Did that make you sick? No, it was just walking the plank on a super sky rise building. My legs were shaking. 
like my I can't tell my brain this is not real this is yeah. not real so uh, I was like trembling and I couldn't walk the plank I, would, I think I went halfway and then I just fall on my knees like I couldn't <laughs> I'm sure everybody watching you was having a good time yeah that was funny. funny yeah so yeah never again <laughs> okay yeah because I, I could kind of see uh, VR I didn't really think about it before but I could see VR um, kind of triggering your motion sickness a little bit um, and that one there's a lot of movement you're like jumping from roof to roof and like jumping from the roof down on it, attacking people kind of thing like normal in assassin's creed games mm -hmm. right um a lot of movement even like for vr so i can kind of see that one um, that makes sense to me um other than that i don't know i think vr is cool but i don't know if assassin's creed vr would be a direction that i would go if i if we even had a vr console which we don't mm -hmm. but next there was a reveal for the game known as windblown which is from the creators of Dead Cells, which I was excited about because I I like Dead Cells. Um, it was very cartoony, at least like in the cinematic part. Um, even in the gameplay, they did show a very little bit of gameplay. Um, it was still pretty cartoony, but like pretty gory. But it gets like it's a cartoony gory, so it's not like super disturbing. Yeah, not gory to me. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like people being cut in half and blood, but like it's super cartoony, so it's I feel like it's not as bad mm -hmm. as like super realistic yeah. or um and from the little bit of gameplay that they showed it did seem to be it was definitely multiplayer mm -hmm. and it, it appears to be a roguelike which would make sense because it's from the creators of dead cells who've made a very good roguelike there and this one being multiplayer which dead cells i don't think is multiplayer and this one i think it's gonna look even better at least to me it looks cooler it's not like a 2d platformer like dead cells is um i think this one would make it a little more fun plus plus being multiplayer would just make it even better mm -hmm. so i am uh, keeping my out eye out for that one when it comes out next was another reveal another reveal for a game called world of goo 2 yes and that was a game that i used to play when i was in college there's obstacles that you have to overcome using goo i really miss it and it's like 15 years ago or something yeah because we were watching it because usually they showed the name of the game at the very end right and then we were watching it and you're like oh this is like world of goo and then it was like world of goo 2 and i was yeah. like wow how did you know that <laughs> yeah i played it so much because being a like engineering student, we felt like this was a very fun game to test our like physics. Yeah, the very physics, physics related. the logic, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so we really like that. But yeah. yeah. Well, do you think it's one you'll want to try to play when it comes out? Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, we'll have to keep an eye out for that one too. Uh, next, we saw a game that actually it's Matthew McConaughey is a part of, right? Doesn't he voice one of the characters at least called Exodus? Yep which it was obviously with him playing in interstellar yeah so i mean immediately the way he was describing it i was like oh this is sounds like it's going to be like interstellar and then of course it was a space themed game mm -hmm. and i don't remember the specifics of the video but i remember thinking that the like the cinematics looked good and that the story looked like it would probably be good but they did show a little bit of gameplay uh, at the end, and it didn't really like didn't really spark an interest in me. Like it didn't seem that entertaining. So I I don't know. It it might be a kind of a good story driven game, but uh, I don't know how uh, how good the gameplay or combat kind of stuff would be. 
Yeah. Um, they also had a reveal for God of War. Um, now, don't get too excited about it. Like, I kind of saw God of War. Like, it was Kratos, right, in the video first. And it's like, everybody mm-hmm. knows Kratos. And I was like, oh, is this, wait, is this like a new God of War that seems kind of quick? And, well, maybe, maybe it'd be like a 2025 game or something. And wasn't quite that, but it was for God of War Ragnarok Valhalla, which is DLC, which is going to be out on December 12th this year. So yeah, probably like the day this episode comes out. Um, there'll be some DLC for God of War Ragnarok. And best part is it is free DLC. Yeah. So you don't have to pay for it. So uh, yeah, if you beat God of War Ragnarok and you kind of wish there was a little bit more content in there for you, uh, then yeah, you can hop back in and try out the new Valhalla DLC. And uh, if you do try it out, let me know because uh, I might do the same at some point, especially if, if it turns out to be any good. Mm-hmm. Next, we saw a reveal for a game called The Casting of Frank Stone. Yeah. And there was no gameplay or anything in it, but the trailer kind of mentioned that it's from the world of Dead by Daylight, which is a game that I really enjoyed um, playing with Kevin because it's multiplayer and thriller, yeah, I would say. Kind of, yeah, yeah, suspense. Yeah, thriller. Yeah. So it seems like it's a an origin story or something. Who knows? Because it's like a person's name in there. But definitely something I want to check out if it's on Game Pass, because Dead by Daylight was on Game Pass, remember? Yep. I'm hoping a lot of these games do make their way to Game Pass. Yeah. And I, I mean, a handful of them will, I'm sure, mm-hmm. just because a lot of those studios have already put games on Game Pass and that kind of thing, or maybe their um, you know, prequels are on there. Yeah. But in this casting of Frank Stone, which has a weird title, I don't really like the title, um, but yeah, the, I feel like the reveal was a lot of like, kind of spooky eerie looking stuff but like they didn't really like show very much or Mm -hmm. anything at one point they showed like a few of the characters like you know walking around and they do show a hook which is like which is signature dead by daylight Mm -hmm, where you hook right your victims so (laughs) i don't know if it's like a game that's going to be the same as dead by daylight where it's like because they had four people like walking together down a hallway hopefully it's the same like i don't know if it's going to be the same thing Hopefully but I like, get to be Frank Stone. Ooh. Is this like Dead by Daylight 2? Or is it going to be a completely different kind of game? And they didn't show any gameplay or anything like that. So I, we don't know, I guess. We don't know. More to come. And I'm not the hugest Dead by Daylight fan, but I know you're more into that. So um, mm-hmm. hopefully it's something that you enjoy and can try on Game Pass because Dead by Daylight is on Game Pass. Yep. Yep. Uh, the next one we saw was Visions of Mana. Which was really cool. It's by Square Enix. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of seemed like a combination of um, Kingdom Hearts and Zelda, right? Like the animations kind of look like Zelda, the yeah. cartoon. And then the way the gameplay just had bit reminded me of Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, like the attacks and some of the like combat styling and everything kind of yeah. seemed like Kingdom Hearts. Or Final Fantasy. Maybe a little bit like Final Fantasy. And then the artwork kind of seemed to be like a blend of Zelda and Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Somewhere in the mix of all three of those games, like Visions of Mana lives somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. 
But it looks interesting and definitely something I would like to try because I know Kingdom Hearts was not that difficult. <laughs> I enjoyed sure. it, yeah. so hopefully this would be as fun. Yeah, I, that's one that I, out of this whole list, that's one that I could definitely see myself playing at some point when it does come out. Then there's also the next reveal of Jurassic Park Survival, which is really cool because it reminded us so much of the movie, the movie scene where in the kitchen, you know? Yeah, so the first Jurassic Park movie of like, I don't remember what year it was, like 1990 something when we were kids mm -hmm. and everybody remembers a few iconic scenes from that movie, which they put into the trailer. So the character was completely different. Yeah. But yeah, she goes into like that kitchen scene where she's like hiding behind like the metal, um, you know, countertop yeah. or whatever. And, you know, you see the velociraptor come in the kitchen door. Yeah. And then she like starts to run, but then she like knocks over the always you know, a, la a metal ladle that makes a loud noise, right? And yeah. of course, it gets the the raptor's attention. Yeah, they always do that. Yeah, and then she like makes it outside, and she sees like a puddle of water, and then the water like ripples, and then she turns around, and the T Rex is behind her, like stomping around, you know? Yeah. So it was some things that like had. I feel like those were tie-ins with the movies mm -hmm. a little bit, which was kind of cool because I always liked the movies. And then they showed some gameplay from the game, and it was kind of like, okay. Um, I think it was just kind of cool because it's Jurassic Park, and I liked the Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, the gameplay really reminded me of the games at the arcade where you get into the, like a vehicle. Yeah, and yeah. Then if it was like something like that, like I would, <laughs> yeah, I could totally see like playing it at like an arcade or something. I don't think I would play it unless it's on Game Pass, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But if it's not, definitely definitely not. Unless I see more, that changes my mind. But at this point, that's kind of where I stand. Mm -hmm. The next one that we saw was called Lost Records. Lumen Rage. That's right. From the creators of... Life is Strange, which is one of my favorite game ever played. Like, the story game. You did really like... I, mean, I remember you, like, crying, like, uh... Oh, yeah. Those games, because they were so emotionally touching totally forgot about that but thanks for reminding me <laughs> yes yeah, well hey that's that's good that's an yeah. accomplishment of the developers that they're able to create a story that's so good mm -hmm. that can make you feel all kinds of ways right yeah um and i think they have proven themselves to be able to be good story writers to yes. you at least right with life yes. is strange and, and you eat that stuff up so hopefully this will be another one that you like it did seem like you know, some youngsters like partying out in the woods or something. Yeah. And then they get into trouble somehow or like something happens, right? Yeah. And then it shows them like 30 years in the future or something or 20 something years in the future. And they are, I guess, meeting again or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, there's some story there, you know. Yeah, it definitely little... look interesting. I'm going to check that out when it comes. Yep. Uh, next, we did see Skull and Bones by Ubisoft. Which is really very pirate-like, kind of like yeah, I mean, Sea of Thieves, if people, you ask me. People have kind of compared it to Sea of Thieves, which the Sea of Thieves hit the shelves way sooner than Skull and Bones will. Um, I think I know Skull and Bones got a lot of delays, but it, people to kind of just compare it to another Sea of Thieves. And I feel like we... We kind of got our pirate fix in with Sea of Thieves, mm -hmm. and I don't feel the need to get back to anything similar. Yep. So I don't even I. really have any interest in trying Skull and Bones. 
Me neither. At all. Like, even if I see more and it makes it look better, I'm still like, uh, I don't need to be a pirate again. So, ahoy, matey. I'm good. Uh, we did see a trailer for Marvel's Blade, which was cool because I was always a fan of the Wesley Snipes uh, Blade movie, you know, uh, Vampire Slayer when I was a kid and kind of had that feeling. It didn't really show any gameplay. It just showed Blade getting a, you know, was at the barber getting a haircut. And uh, there's apparently there's like some vampires or something running around outside. So like he ends his haircut early and you can see him has all of his gadgets and weapons. And of course he has the sword on his back, right? Which he wouldn't be blade without that. Wouldn't be blade without blade. Yeah. So the, the trailer was cool, but I guess one of the things that I don't like about some of the trailers is that they, when they show zero gameplay, right? It's like, okay, they can make a cool cinematic, but you give you no information about what the game actually looks like mm-hmm. or how it's played like is it first person is it third person like we have no idea we or know nothing it about it arcade game <laughs> yeah like is it was this even for a video game or was it like a movie i don't know like uh they don't really show a whole lot when they don't show the gameplay i feel like so i kind of wish but i don't want just gameplay because you want to be able to see like a little bit of what they can do with the uh, cutscenes or cinematics as well as telling a little bit of story and introduction that way so i think a good trailer has a little bit of both yep i agree i agree so we're not a whole lot known about marvel blade yet we did also get to see wukong black myth which to me this is another one on this list that like i could see trying because it's a Souls game. <laughs> well, it, I don't it know if it's like. a Souls-like. It could be. Looks like. It's, um, I mean, the way it is, yeah, it's like a kind of like your third person and you're fighting these enemies. And it, to me, it kind of reminded me of a cross between God of War and Elden Ring. And it was similar to God of War and like the scenery looked a lot of the same, right? Like um, mountains and plains and valleys and, you know, all this kind of fantasy terrain type of stuff and the cinematics kind of seemed like that like epic um you know cutscenes between you and these giants and you know huge creatures and stuff but then the part that reminded me of elden ring is all of the like enemies and all of the life that you encounter is like very like dark and in a way disturbing kind of like elden ring and most souls games are Mm -hmm. like you know (laughs) <laughs> like you're not supposed to look at them and be like, ah, so cute. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like things with like multiple eyes and hands and all this, you know, stuff that uh, you have to fight. So it definitely reminded me of Elden Ring, which I'm also playing right now for that reason. Next one we got to see was Mecha Break, which to me, this is one that I was like, wow, this is pretty crazy of a game. And it to me, it reminded me of Gundam a lot, which used to watch some when i was oh, a kid yeah. there's like tons of bullets and missiles and robots yeah i mean it's like giant robots fighting each other and like blasting around and not really my cup of tea either i mean it yeah it was very action-packed very cool. very mm-hmm. intense it looked cool it's probably one that like i would definitely watch somebody stream it mm, when definitely. it comes out because mm-hmm. i think it would be cool to like watch some of but i just don't know how fun it is to play mm-hmm. But, so, I don't know. More to see on that one, I guess. 
We also got to see a trailer for Light No Fire, which is by Hello Games, which is the same developer of No Man's Sky, which we did a review on, and we got uh -huh. to play that ourselves. Yes. And No Man's Sky is known for being a procedurally generated universe, I should say, because there's like thousands upon millions of different planets that you can explore that are all, you know, randomly generated. Yeah, and we even had a guest speaker. Talking about we did. No Man's Sky, yeah, right? we yeah, that was a good episode talking yeah. about No Man's Sky, and so this is Light No Fire, which is instead of being in outer space, it's kind of back down to procedurally generated Earth, which I mm -hmm. thought was kind of weird because I I feel like they did a good job with, or at least they got to where they had done a good job with the whole space exploration mm -hmm. thing, and then now they're just kind of limiting it back down to Earth or what it seemed like it, which is going to be like one planet. Which is okay. Probably more. Maybe it's more realistic. <laughs> I don't know. And probably more. I think more people would kind of gravitate to like the fantasy style of Earth versus the sci-fi style of outer space. Yeah, I mean, like different galactic travel, right? Yeah, definitely and a different audience. For I do think it widens the potential audience for this game mm -hmm. a bit more than it was for No Man's Sky. And yeah, like I said, it seemed like more fantasy, less science fiction compared to No Man's Sky. So I think it, I might be more interested in that one than I was with No Man's Sky. But hopefully True. that one comes to Game Pass like No Man's Sky did. Yeah. And we can try it there. Um, and then the last one that we took some notes on that we saw at the Game Awards was for a RTS game called mm -hmm. Stormgate. Now, RTS is real-time strategy. So think Command and Conquer, think yep. StarCraft. Warcraft, Warcraft 3, games like that. And I just, I feel like I played a lot of those games, like all the ones that I just mentioned, like in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. I feel like RTS games were really popular like 20 years ago. Yeah. Plus, it's like the last, what they call it, visual game. Yeah. Then, so. I feel like, right, like compared to, yeah, compared to like how games are nowadays, I feel like RTS games just aren't enough anymore it would be nice uh what do you call it visit to the past <laughs> yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> you never i don't know. know like i don't think i could play an rts game for more than like a day or two now like without getting bored by it there's too many other good games to play but yeah I, I i don't know i just i didn't see anything special necessarily with it um and i think it's mostly just has to do with it being rts all right. So, but that's it for the commercials. Yep. Of course, throughout the show, they also gave away a handful of awards. A lot. A lot of awards from various for various categories of yep. games that performed in um, in those said categories. Yeah. So that's we'll good. just run through, you know, who won what really quick. Sure. So best family game. Super Mario Wonders. Was not really that surprised. Um, best family game going yeah. to a Mario game. Yeah. Um, best accessibility, Forza Motorsport, which neither one of us played, and but it's cool. I mean, I'm good to see games getting wins for best accessibility, best performance, which is a individual voice actor essentially on mm -hmm. how they do performing. Is Astarian from Baldur's Gate three? Yeah. So if you play Baldur's Gate three, you probably know Astarian. He is the rogue vampire. vampire guy. 
who can join your party pretty early on into the game. Yep, he is in my party for my single player one. <laughs> yeah, our playthrough where we played through together, we did not really get to use Asterion, so yep. I didn't really get to hear his voice very much, maybe like two or three times at the most. Yep. And I remember his voice being pretty good. The voice acting was really great. Kind of reminds me of Sire Denethorus. Yes, yes Sire Denethorus. Yeah, that voice acting is really good. Yeah, I mean like they had that, you know, yeah. eloquent style yeah. of talk that's true <laughs> yeah there's some good voice acting in uh in wow too but yeah i think it was uh it was cool seeing a character that even you that we took notice of is like oh wow that's yeah good voice acting and then they win best performance so that was kind of cool uh, the next award was best narrative alan wake 2 alan wake 2 which neither of us have played yeah I... you might actually like that i don't think i would Kind of a thriller game. Oh, then I would. You probably would. Best debut indie was Cocoon. Cocoon. Which that's one I had recommended to me. And it's on Game Pass as like a puzzle game. I kind of want to try it because I think I would like it. I think I'll move from Slay the Spire to Cocoon and try that one. Best art direction. Alan Wake 2 again. Alan Wake 2 again. They actually end up doing pretty good. Uh, Best audio design was Hi-Fi Rush. And best score of music, which is not a surprise at all, won by Final Fantasy 16. Yeah, not surprised there. The best indie game went to Sea of Stars. Yep, Sea of Stars, which is like an RPG, and I've also heard that's pretty good, so I'm not that surprised. Best community support went to Baldur's Gate 3 again. And the best fighting game was Street Fighter 6. And the most anticipated game is... Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. And the best ongoing game... Cyberpunk 2077. Was that one caught me off guard? Because I didn't really think of Cyberpunk as an ongoing game. I was Mm -hmm. thinking more like Apex, Fortnite, Minecraft. Games that... We always see on... Like, have been around for a long time. And, like, they're constantly changing and adding in new seasons and battle passes and all that kind of stuff. And I didn't know Cyberpunk was, like, constantly changing Mm -hmm. or considered ongoing like the others. But they won, so they must be doing pretty good at it, I guess. Uh, Best Adaptation. The Last of Us. Yes, which is a show that kind of took the world by storm. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people watched that show without even knowing that it's a video game adaptation yeah um which is kind of sad because we never watched it but my parents watched it oh yeah (laughs) which is funny because they don't game at all i just told them like hey you guys like to watch you know tv watch the show yeah Uh, we just haven't had time which we shouldn't we should try to at some point now that we're done with naruto yeah um but yeah, it's it's. I think it's what was well deserved in that category. Um, up there, I think also nominated was Mario, the Mario movie, oh, okay. which was also pretty good. I mean, I'm not surprised Last of Us won, but yeah. it would have been cool to see Mario take that as well. Yeah, and the next one is the best action adventure game, Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom, which we have not started playing. Right. Right. That's yeah. We we own it. Have not started it yet. But we will. That's one we definitely will at some point. Yep. The best RPG went to... Baldur's Gate 3. None other than that, of course. Yes. I mean, it's RPG. I feel like yeah. Baldur's Gate, like, that's a very good RPG. As far as, like, as, our, as far as RPGs go. Mm-hmm. The best sim and strategy game was... 
Pikmin 4, which neither of us have tried playing, right? I've played Pikmin 1 and Pikmin 2. Yeah, I mean, I've never Pikmin played 4. anything since. Yeah. That's like, so it goes back to like the GameCube days. And I really like the Pikmin games. I think, I think you would probably like Pikmin, honestly. They're cute. That's they for are sure. kind of cute. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool just having like an army of Pikmin fighting stuff and doing stuff for you. It's really cool. The best sports and racing game went to... Undoubtedly, Forza Motor Sport. Nice. Best multiplayer... Baldur's Gate 3. Nice. The Player's Voice Award. It's Baldur's Gate 3 as well. Which I didn't get. I don't know the what the Player's Voice Award means necessarily. Maybe the narrator? I don't know. But... I don't know. I don't think so. I think it's like a player's choose it, which I don't understand... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know too much about where that category comes in. But best game direction, Alan Wake Two, and last but not least, so game of the year. So the nominees for game of the year were Alan Wake Two, Baldur's Gate Three, Marvel Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Super Mario Bros. Wonder, and The Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. All pretty amazing games. Yes. Across all walks of gaming, from Super Mario to Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. And we only played one of these games. The one that we played happened to be... The winner. But yes, Game of the Year went to Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Which I was pretty excited about, because I think Baldur's Gate 3 has been an amazing game. It has? Um, it's one that I had zero hype for up until the point it was released. Uh, even afterwards, it took some people to convince me to even try it. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that I did because I really like the game. It's probably my game of the year. Yeah. And it's probably one of the few games where like when we finished it and I was kind of like, well, do we just start over again and do different characters and yeah. play again? And I kind of had a urge to do that. Yeah, or play it single player like I did. Yeah, like you did. <laughs> like most games, I'm like either done before I get to the credits, and I only get to the credits because I want to be completely done with it. Yeah. Or like, oh, I hit credits. Okay, finally, good riddance. Like, move on to the next one, you know? Yeah. Like a good game, will you'll be sad that you reach the end of it. It is. Because it that's was it. sad, yeah. You know? Um, so definitely an amazing game, and I really think it was well-deserved for them to win Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm happy. I'm happy with that. Yes. Um, so that's all of the awards for the Video Game Awards this year for 2023. Mm -hmm. That wraps up this episode. So we can just run through where people can find us if they'd like to, which would be over on YouTube on the YouTube channel Gamer Parents Podcast, which is where we also put up our podcast episodes mm -hmm. or you can follow us over on twitter at twitter.com slash gamer parents pod or on instagram at gamer underscore parents underscore podcasts you can give us a like follow subscribe whatever it is wherever it is we would greatly appreciate it the best place to come and hang out with us would definitely be our discord server link for that is in the video or podcast episode description mm-hmm and most nights we are in the voice chat just hanging out. So if you want to pop in, say hello, tell us uh, what you're playing yeah. and what you think about it. We'd love to chat with you. But that's all that we have for you guys this time. We'll catch you in the next one. Bye.